Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hi, hi, fabulous humans. I hope you're having an absolutely magical day. I also hope that if you happen to be in the Southern Hemisphere, you are keeping warm. It's been super chilly here in Melbourne, such a cold start to winter, and I've been seeking out sunny corners to sit in with the skills of a cat. Have you ever noticed how clever cats are at finding the warmest spots? And the funniest thing just jumped into my head as I'm speaking these words. I just imagined all of my Northern Hemisphere friends rolling their eyes at me. But I promise you all, it has been really, really cold in Melbourne, Australia recently. Okay, so if you've just stumbled in here, please know that you haven't accidentally discovered some slightly ridiculous cat-related weather channel. Instead, let me welcome you to the Self-Styled Life podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Wiesack, and it's an honour to have you joining me today. I promise you that the content will improve from here. Odd start, I know, sorry. More seriously, if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you for sticking around. And if this is your first encounter with me and this little podcast, the warmest of warm welcomes to you. We're so happy you found our little corner of the podcast world dedicated to women who work in corporate and who have big lives on the side. Before I get into today's episode, I want to remind you about the new free pre-recorded masterclass that I recently released into the wild. It's titled Overcoming People-Pleasing and it's designed to help you discover your unique people-pleasing behaviours and learn the strategies to help you wipe those behaviours out of your life for good. A whopping 91% of my community, yep, that's right, 91% of you, told me that people-pleasing is a protective behaviour that you'd like to eliminate from your lives. And interestingly, I wasn't surprised by that fact. You can head back to the last episode if you're at all curious as to why I wasn't surprised. But regardless, my recent poll did prompt me to create this new resource for you. Like I said earlier, it's free, it's pre-recorded, and it's available right now over on janellewiesack.com forward slash free masterclass. If you're keen to discover the knowledge and tools to help you wipe people-pleasing from your life, you should definitely check it out. So with all of that said, it's time to get into today's topic, which is about something completely different to people-pleasing. Today, I want to share the one thing that I have in common with every single one of my coaching clients. And quick sidebar, I did wonder if the title of this episode was a little bit too clickbaity, so much so that I actually took a moment to check myself. And the thing is, 
that there are many similarities across all of my clients and many of them I absolutely identify with. I have a number of clients who describe themselves as feeling broken, but not every client feels that way and I don't think I've ever felt particularly broken. And then there are the many that are secretly frustrated, just like I was, that there will always be new levels, new devils and new work to be done. And then there are those who wonder if they've hit some sort of ceiling, which was me, but only for a smidgen of time. But again, none of these apply universally across all of my clients. My clients do have varying degrees of tolerance for the seven big psychological risks, but each of them have a different Achilles heel when it comes to these risks. And they all pick and choose a unique combination of protective behaviours to protect themselves from those risks. And these days, I have the tools to help me manage psychological risk when it comes up so I can go without the protective behaviours. So after analysing all of that, I managed to conclude that while there are a whole lot of similarities across my clients and myself, I was also able to assure myself that I wasn't being sensationalist at all when I said that there is only one trait that every one of my coaching clients and I have in common. With that rather convoluted explanation out of the way, it's time for me to share the one thing they do all have in common with each other and with me. And that thing is a deep and utter belief that they have unfulfilled potential inside them and that they are meant for more. And when I say more, that could be bigger jobs, bigger adventures, bigger challenges, bigger romances, just bigger just about anything. For some of my clients, that shows up in an almost questioning way, with the words, surely there's got to be more to my life than this, featuring somewhere in their inner dialogue. For others, it shows up as a clear knowing, a shout more than a whisper. For those humans, the need to play bigger is with the morning, noon and night. And the other interesting thing is that for every client, this belief that they have more to give, more to have, more to be, shows up somehow in their body most often as a visceral feeling in their tummy, their chest or their solar plexus. I also believe it's the thing that encourages them to look for a coach in the first place. Whether their potential shouts or sits more quietly, the innate drive to reach that potential motivates them to seek help and get support. Because, as American author Joyce Mayer said, potential is a priceless treasure, like gold. All of us have gold hidden within but we have to dig to get it out. From my perspective, Joyce is right, and it's always nice to have someone help when you're digging. I know this was certainly true for me, all of it, if I'm being honest. You see, my 20s were an absolute, complete circus. A full three-ring extravaganza, as one of my coaches once said. After starting work in corporate at 17, at the same bank I'm at today, I decided to get engaged at 19 and then I got married at 21. Yes, yes, I know, I was young and dumb. I had a baby at 23, I chose divorce at 25 and then I married Scotty who remains the love of my life at 27 before determining that 29 was the age to head to uni full time to study accounting. And as an aside, please don't judge my choice of degree. I'd had a big few years and I certainly didn't need any more excitement. Accounting, perfect. I came through that time equally empowered and, I have to say, exhausted and with a truckload of internal stories that absolutely drove me for the next decade. I had it in my head that I had to work hard. 
I had to work hard to show that I could stick at something, to make up for lost time, to prove myself. And so I spent my 30s working like a woman possessed to climb that corporate ladder, chasing some elusive version of success. It was so elusive, I couldn't tell you what it was. And if you want to, you need to go and listen around to the work I've done on success criteria, because in all honesty, it came out of this time of my life. Because at that point in time, I never felt like I'd make it to a place where I'd feel calm and confident and in control at all. And I couldn't tell you what success looked like. It's no wonder that around my 40th birthday, I started to question absolutely everything. I remember the actual day so well, and I've talked about it before. I talk about it all the time. It was one of those really long, relaxed days between Chrissy and New Year. Normally, those are my favourite days of the year. Scotty and our son were messing around in the pool, and I was popped up on the couch in front of the air conditioning, questioning my life choices. And on that impossibly hot Melbourne day, the exact opposite to the weather we've got at the moment, I finally understood that I'd built an apparently amazing career, but I hadn't built a life. I was working seven days a week, almost every week in my corporate role to overcome that inner critic who told me that I was a fraud and that I was going to be found out at any minute. And those stories I was telling myself were keeping me invisible in my career despite how big things had got. They were stopping me from seeking promotions and from speaking out in meetings. There was no way I was any good at public speaking. I hated photos of myself and would squirm if a camera headed in my direction. And the thing was, even though my career was growing and I was working so hard, those stories had me hiding. And then there was the fact that my role as a mum was downsizing. Our son was starting to live his own life. He's always been an independent kid. And I'd been filling up the increasing space with my job. I had no hobbies, no creative outlets, whereas Scotty had heaps. And I was endlessly counting the days until our next trip to France. And it was all leaving me feeling frustrated, exhausted and dissatisfied. Because if you were going to sum up my life in one sentence... You could have said that I was a mum with a job who liked to travel occasionally. I realised that this was not what I wanted my life to look like. Not one little bit. My potential was noisy and I knew I was meant for more. And here's the thing. I knew I wasn't living out my full potential. I was certain that my life, including my career, as big as it was, could be so much bigger than it was. I knew I still had so much growth and learning opportunities and adventures to live out. I had to find the confidence to live my life my way so the potential I could feel in my body, and for me it shows up in my gut, could be reached. So I started working with a coach to help me build more confidence in my career and build more creativity into my life. Why did I invest in a coach personally? Well, it's really different for everyone, but for me, it was because I knew deep down that if I was going to grow on my own, I already would have. And now that I reflect upon it, it's still the reason that I work with a coach today. People are really surprised sometimes when I say that I work with a coach, but like I said earlier, it's easier to dig for gold when you've got help. Anyhow, that decision to work with my first coach started a journey known as following breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are those little ideas or nudges or snippets that grab your attention and make you curious for more. For me, breadcrumbs looked like, back then, writing and France. When I was young, I liked to write, 
And as an adult, I liked France. I liked everything about France. So I started blogging about France. And if you haven't discovered Distant Francophile, make sure you check it out. If only just to see where my creativity and where this actually started. Next, because it's so fabulous, I started writing about French style. And my love of French style led me to becoming a style coach. And that taste of coaching saw me becoming a certified life coach and then ultimately discovering self-belief coaching. In the meantime, my confidence grew as I tried different activities and learned new things. And my coach supported me to go for bigger corporate roles, build boundaries and deal with the behaviours that are triggered by self-doubt. Ironically, they're all all of the behaviours I coach women on today. Behaviours like procrastination, people-pleasing, perfectionism and polling. Preempting, all of them. And as a result, my career exploded and miraculously became easier. Two things that I would never have imagined happening at the same time. Fast forward a few years and today I realise that I'm always going to have untapped potential. And for me now, a decade after I started my own gold digging journey, I'm quite comfortable with that fact. It allows me to be graceful with myself whenever my brain decides it wants to beat me up for not being far enough along on the journey. And it also stops me from thinking that I'm done or that all of the good bits of life are in the past for me. I know that my potential will spur me on to new heights and new adventures and that the very best is yet to come. I believe that deeply. If you're listening to this and recognising something of yourself in my words, then I am so, so excited for you. Your untapped potential is going to take you on amazing adventures too. And although I'm clearly a big fan of coaching, know that you can dig for that gold solo if you'd like. My biggest tips for you are, of course, to stay curious, follow breadcrumbs and take baby steps. Turn that feeling in your body into motivation to just keep going. And remember, there is no timeline for this stuff. My 40s were my most growth-filled decade so far. And that is true from every perspective, coaching, corporate or personally. And I'm convinced that when I look back at my 50s, I'll be blown away by my growth and how much I've achieved. Of course, if you want support to take your potential to the next level, you should definitely consider coaching. While therapies and similar modalities focus on the past, coaching firmly focuses on the future. I'd love to support you on your journey and you can check out my offerings over on my website. But there are so many fabulous coaches out there. Make sure you do a one-on-one call with any prospective coach before you commit to a series to ensure they're a good fit for you. Now, There is one question left to answer. What if you've been listening to all of this and my words aren't resonating at all? Well, I want you to know that that's okay too. We're all wired differently and some of us find our learning growth and evolution journeys show up in far, far quieter ways or in alternative ways altogether. Please don't make yourself wrong or feel like you're missing out in some way. It's simply likely that your potential is showing up differently than how it shows up for my clients and I. What I'd encourage you to do instead is journal, meditate or generally just dig into how you feel about where your potential lies and where and how your potential shows up for you. Remember the quote about potential being in all of us, just like gold. So perhaps think about the life areas here. It might be that your potential is actually being filled already through creativity, spirituality or volunteering as some examples just to get you thinking. 
and do feel free to reach out and bounce ideas around in this space. I'm always happy to chat and just help you work out where some of this might be lying. Okie Koki team, there we have it. A whole episode on the one trait that every one of my coaching clients and I have in common. A tough one for me to recap, given how much I've rambled and where I've headed in this one, but at the highest level, the recap of today is, number one, every one of my clients share a trait that I also have, and that's a deep and utter belief that they have unfulfilled potential inside of them and that they are meant for more. Number two, that feeling of potential can be a very quiet knowing or a very, very loud knowing. Number three, Regardless of the volume, every client can feel that potential in their body. For me, mine shows up in my gut. Number four, coaching can be an awesome way to tap into your potential. Number five, you can also bring out your potential on your own. My best tips if you decide to go that way include getting curious, following breadcrumbs and taking baby steps. Or meditate and journal if your potential seems particularly dormant or quiet. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for listening today. I really hope you found this episode interesting. Maybe a little bit different, but hopefully interesting. I'll be back very soon with another episode of Self-Styled Life. But until then, please, please stay fabulous. And bye for now. <music>